Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. Crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on. Hold on. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Welcome to Ivy League Murders. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League, exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate, and I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League Murders. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwing Jabs Podcast. I'm your host, Big Jace, joined as always by my man, Jared Jones and Joe Aguirre. And last week was wild with the biggest fight so far of 2021. And let's get into it. UFC 257, Dustin the Diamond Poirier avenges his loss from years ago to Conor McGregor as he knocks him out in the second round. Jared, you did not see this coming. What'd you think? No, no. Well, to be fair, none of us did. I think everybody kind of had Connor earlier, Dustin late, but this was dominant early. And uh, I don't let my picks get in the way of my fandom. I enjoyed every second of this from the opening bell to the Bernie holding McGregor memes. I enjoyed all of it. All of it. Joe? Look, uh, not only did I say Dustin Poirier was going to knock out Conor McGregor, I also had pointed out that Tom Brady was going to beat Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship. And the reason why I even bring that up, so bear with me for a minute, Aaron Rodgers is a lot like Conor McGregor. And I don't mean in a douchebag way. He can box a little. Yeah, uh, those All-State commercials are, are starting to wear me out, like I'm Conor McGregor in the second round of a fight. Now, Aaron Rodgers is an excuse maker. He's been saying for years, if he could just get that NFC Conference Championship on the frozen tundra at Lambeau, everything's going to be all right. Well, how'd it go? Be careful what you wish for, and don't bite off more than you can chew. Because to me, anybody who thought Conor McGregor had a chance In this fight, after having barely fought over the last four, you're kidding yourself. Also notice, immediately after the fight, Connor pointed out the inactivity that I said would lead to his loss. So he came there with a built-in excuse. He certainly was was very humble afterwards. I noticed he gave Justin, uh, or Dustin rather, a, a ton of credit for the fight, but I didn't hear him say who the better fighter was or who the better man was. And not for nothing, if Connor would have beaten Dustin, 
let's be honest here, he would have been a giant douchebag about it. Oh, oh yeah. You're not wrong. That that's Connor. That's who Connor is, though. And people love it, and that's what sells the fight. Now, Jared, I mean, it was a great fight. Connor showed a, a lot in the first round, but I mean, he, he showed some promise in the first round, but then uh, he faded, and then Poirier took over and ended up with that knockout. But uh, Jared, to you, I mean, what is next for Poirier? Um, I think I'd like to see a trilogy. I mean, Connor did look a little bit quicker to the punch. Um, he just looked overwhelmed by uh by volume. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, I'd look, I'd look for a trilogy. I'd look for a trilogy, and I'd I'd hope Poirier kicks his butt, knocks, I sleep him with Bernie again. Didn't McGregor uh, do a nice job of showing you how to not defend leg kicks? I thought that was a pretty good exhibition in what not to do if you want to be able to walk after the fight. That was brutal. You know, it's funny. I I said going into this fight that the only way I thought Poirier could lose would be if he were to try to stand toe-to-toe and outbunch Connor because Dustin, like Max Holloway and a lot of these delusional idiots, think they're the best boxer in MM, whatever that is, whatever, whatever special reward you get for being the best boxer in the UFC. I don't, I don't understand that because last I checked, not doing since UFC one as that mattered. So Poirier went in there, leg kicks, takedowns, punches, and this kid can take a punch with the best of them. Plain and simple. I don't think Connor should be next up for Poirier. Poirier's got some business to take care of, whether that be um, Charles Oliveira or, you know, he mentioned specifically he really has a hankering to kick Nate Diaz's ass. He's certainly, certainly open to seeing Connor down the line for the trilogy, but Connor's going to learn how to like relearn how to walk first. Uh, So once he gets that going, not for nothing too, if I'm Poirier, I would make, I'd wait for McGregor. I'd make him wait two years. Two years, I'll give you your, your rematch. That's what I would do when you're 38. Let's see how you're doing then. Give you a little you bit of the old Mayweather. I'll wait, I'll wait till you're past your prime, no. and then we could do the trilogy. No, I don't want to see. I don't need Listen, it. I, I. This isn't a fight. I don't know. This isn't a fight. You know what this is? This is, can Connor knock out Dustin in five minutes, or will Dustin kick his ass from the second round through the fifth somewhere? That's what it's going to be. I don't need to see it again. I've already seen you it. Remember, I you remember that. what Willie Sutton said when they asked him why he robbed the banks, Joe? No. Because that's where the money is. Makes sense. We're going to see a trilogy. We sure I are. We'll I mean, third fight. It, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll see a third fight. It's just not going to be the next one up. No. And not yes. for nothing, but I, I think Connor goes to the back of the line. He's uh, at least one spot ahead of Dan Hooker, but he's dropped. He talked himself into that money spot, though, so that he's the mo- number one money grab in the game, even though he's not the best fighter in the game. And he did that a long time ago. He had losses on his record and wasn't supposed to be getting fights years ago that he was getting based on people wanting to see him fight. 
like Ali used to say, half the people showed up to see me win, the other half showed up to see me lose. Nobody cares who I'm fighting. Nobody came to see you. I don't think Poirier needs McGregor right now. No. But I think also on his way. Fair point. I mean, for Poirier, the division, I mean, it's his right now with Khabib retiring. Um, so I mean the, the Khabib was the only person Poirier couldn't beat. So it's his. I think you get the Gaethje and Poirier fight for the belt, um, whether it's in term or That's whatever. I still Weird think, I mean, dude, he, he just beat Gaethje. He just beat Gaethje a year and a half ago and knocked him out in the fourth. I, to me, again, I think Gaethje's got he's got to square off with Oliveira or somebody else in that division, and that guy gets a shot at the interim title with Wait, Dustin. Hey, you don't think Poirier gets uh, Khabib? You don't, that, was spectac- that was pretty spectacular. No, he doesn't. No. It was spectacular. <laughs> I mean, it was spectacular. <laughs> It just wasn't it wasn't spectacular enough. But not nice the spinning Superman dick punch <laughs> Joe was looking. <laughs> close, right. though. Um before we move on though, Joe both you, Jared and Joe, last week, you guys predicted Connor no matter what it would happen, he'd move on to boxing. Do you still see him going to boxing even though after this loss, Jared? I, uh, you know, I, I air back to Willie Sutton. <laughs> yeah, My- that's where the money, I mean, he's, yeah, you go get the money. Yeah, go get the money, kid. Ryan Garcia is doing the same thing. Can you hate him for it? These, these are hard to get upset about. When guys are out there doing Canelo Alvarez's and just fighting bums with no names that you spar with at the gym. That's totally different than fighting a Paul brother and getting paid for it. I'll fight a Paul brother right now. You hear me? Fight either one of you. I'll make weight. 220, I'm ready to go. Personal interest, that's called. I'm ready. You hear me, Canelo Alvarez? I love it. I I I hope your mother dies. I said it. I said it. I'm ready to go. I got a question, too. Does anybody, can anybody tell me one of the Paul brothers, one of the Paul brothers said he had $50 million for McGregor to fight him? Who put that money up? I'm curious to know. (laughs) YouTubers. I don't believe I, I don't think I believe also. So it was 50 million for Connor. What was, uh, what was Jake Paul going to get? Nothing. Or did somebody raise a hundred million dollars for that fight because I don't believe it. That kind of draw, right? I just don't. Who's giving you a hundred million dollars for Conor McGregor to knock your head off your shoulders? I don't think anybody see that meeting at the bank with the Paul brothers (laughs) (laughs) and the teller, like, you want to do what now? (laughs) 50 million. And wait, so you've only fought twice and you once, and you want to fight a professional. Who's only known for his boxing? So three and you need together. fifty million. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to talk to my manager. No, we're gonna have to check know. with um, you guys. Wait right here, security. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if anybody noticed, but Manny Pacquiao immediately uh, has lost interest in fighting either one of those two clowns. So that uh, is at least good Makes for sense. boxing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. For sure. He thought about it, and then he was like, mm, you know what? Between being a senator and a boxing legend, I don't have time for this crap. Yeah, all right. I mean, 
I, I brought up the idea. Nobody that... wants to be a pallbearer. <laughs> oh, that's great. But uh, I, I brought up the idea of Poirier and Gaethje rematch for the belt. But, Jared, after last week, does Michael Chandler, after a spectacular first-round knockout in a UFC debut, does he deserve a title shot? Does he deserve to jump Gaethje and face Poirier for the belt? No. I did not see that coming. Very impressed with this kid. I want to see more. Top, of, He's a, a top-of-the-game, top-shelf guy. Uh, can he jump Gaethje? No. No, no, not not with his uh, track record, not with his uh, draw. No, no, I don't think he can catch Gagey right now. If it's not the trilogy with McGregor, I think we'll see Poirier Gagey. I think uh, this guy's got one more fight before he gets a title shot. I don't want to take anything away from Michael Chandler in that big win, but Dan Hooker seemed like he was questioning where he stands in the middleweight division before the fight. Poirier destroyed him last June, and I think he went into this fight really questioning his future. Hooker needed a convincing win, and he needed for Conor McGregor to win. And obviously, neither of those things happened. So it, it couldn't have been a worse night for him. The fact he took his gloves off and left him in the ring makes me think that he lost a fight before it even started. Uh, apparently, he's found a gym in Dubai. He's working out. He's going to contemplate what next. But this is a huge missed opportunity for a 30-year-old who was becoming quite a force before pretty bad back-to-back -back losses. As for Chandler, like Dustin Poirier said, win a couple more fights and we'll talk. I think Chandler needs to be looking at Gaethje who, as I mentioned earlier, Poirier also knocked out, or Oliveira, who's on an eight-fight win streak and hasn't had a shot at the title, by the way. Uh, it's probably about time I've heard uh, Dana and many mm -hmm. others, including Poirier, say Oliveira deserves a shot. Oh, and again, yeah. it's not someone who Poirier's already beaten. So let's let Poirier help the pygmies in Uganda for the time being. We'll sort it out. Connor, Chandler, Gaethje, Oliveira, they all face off. You you give me the winner of that little foursome. They can fight Poirier for the interim title because, you know, Khabib's probably just waiting for some spectacular thing to happen, Jace. And, and maybe if, if these guys fight more fights, maybe somebody can do something cool. You know what somebody, you know what would be really smart of somebody to do? So really behoove somebody if they're interested. Why don't you wrestle somebody? I mean, take him down, just just like a rattlesnake. Get that Khabib. college guy, fighter of the year, fighter of the yeah. year for this. Chase, year. where's your uh, NCAA champion that you told us Gables. about? Maybe. I mean, don't, don't you think that Khabib would be really impressed? Get him on the phone. These guys wrestled one of the other guys, got out of some moves, revert, you know, and just and 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 just look good on the ground because I think if you're Khabib. You're like, you're still thinking any one of these five guys I was just talking about, I'll choke out in a minute and a half. Well, and I believe him. I believe yeah. that to be yeah. true. <laughs> it is true. So, so somebody show me a ground game because Connor, Connor never gets a shot at Khabib again. He, he cannot wrestle. He looks pathetic on the floor. Are you talking about the Super Bowl or uh, 
<laughs> the lightweight division at UFC. Somebody Whatever. show me a ground game. And anybody show me a ground game. Anybody's got a ground game, you can win. <laughs> Listen, not for nothing, anybody who thought that the Buffalo Bills were going to beat the Chiefs without any sort of a run game, I mean, again, you need to be you need to be all around. You need to be able to do a little bit of everything. You, you guys might also all recall in the Connor Khabib fight, Khabib dropped him with a left. Yep. I mean, again, we 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 sort of forget that. I mean, the guy can hit, and especially when you're worried about the takedown and you don't know really how to take down. And and you could tell Connor had spent a lot of time on his takedown defense before that fight with Khabib. So much so that he kept getting punched in his face <laughs> because Khabib's a smarter fighter. Khabib's like, oh, you want to let me let me wrestle you? I'll just punch you in the face a bunch of times, and then when your hands go back up here, I'll take you down and I'll choke you out. And <laughs> that was fun. Four rounds of that was awesome. Yeah. Do we need to see it again? Is Conor McGregor, McGregor going to do anything different against Khabib no. in the second fight? Because he no. didn't do anything different against Poirier, and he lost. Come on. Yeah, you're right. And uh, But my question to you guys is, with the lightweight division being as good as it is, and there's a lot going on, especially after this past weekend. Jared, I mean, I think we can all agree Poirier is, I mean, it goes Khabib Poirier. I don't, do you guys have any opposition towards that? No. Okay. So who is that third? Jared? Gagey. Gagey? Gage, it's, I, it's, I think it's Ben Gage. It's got to be Oliveira because, like I said, he just knocked Gagey out. In 2018. All right. I mean, again, we've already seen it. We've already seen it. it and, and everybody that's, thought I think that's a Styles make fights type of. You don't could, think Gage can beat Poirier? Um. Well, he he had a chance and he got knocked out in the fourth round and he landed. I'll tell you, he landed a lot of good punches. I I here's oh, what yeah. people here's where people underestimate Poirier, who also I thought of of the group had the best fight against Khabib. Was was the only one who I, I thought showed me anything in that fight. His fight against Khabib was better than everybody else's. I think Gaethje needs to earn his shot. It's the same thing as Chandler. Well, you just showed up. You beat a guy who I just destroyed. He just beat Hooker's brains in. I just beat Gaethje. Why do I got to beat Gaethje? I just beat Connor. You want me to beat him again? What is that? Give me Charles Oliveira. If I got to pick one guy right now next for 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 Poirier and for an interim title shot, it's got to be Oliveira. He's the only guy okay. who hasn't been losing. Yeah, no, fair points. I get that. Uh, for me, I, I'm going to put Chandler at that third just because right at this moment, I, I, I feel like Chandler's – his best days were at Bellator. He, I mean, he looked really, really good uh, on Saturday – but I, I don't know how much he can keep keep that up the, this late when we're in the UFC against these top fl flight guys. So I, I think he needs to get himself there quick and as soon as possible. But I, I do like Chandler a lot. And right now, yeah, I think I'm putting him at number three. But I, I like how we all differ there. Uh, Gaethje doesn't like adding his world class. Yeah, he, he just Which likes. Which is such a shame. Bank. He's a really good wrestler, dude. All I'm American. Telling you, I'm telling you, dude. That's the kind of stuff that Khabib would find spectacular.
That's yes. where he would love to see that. But these guys all want to just stand there and 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 try to outbox each other again, as if there's some special award to get because you're the best boxer in the UFC. That's stupid. Yeah. But let's move on to some fight announcements. Starting off, Joe, your boy Marvin Vittori will take on Darren Till. April 10th, UFC fight night. Joe, how does how does Vittori fare against Till? All right, listen. Darren Till, I must admit, is one of the hardest hitters in the middleweight division. He's currently yep. ranked number fourth, 18 and three record, but he's lost three of his last four. Yeah. Uh, and he probably didn't actually beat Kevin Gastelum in that split decision. Uh, and that was after wins over Wonderboy and Donald Cerrone. Till is a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He even lived in Brazil for two years to learn it. I mean, that's uh, that's dedication. I think he might also have his real estate license. It's well, hard it was to tell also watching. Brazil. It's hard to tell when he's fighting uh, if either of those things are actually true um, because he doesn't use them. And as a matter of fact, he's got a great left, but you know what he doesn't throw? His jab. He just paused. Like Connor does. I'm just going to keep pawing at you until I could throw the big left and knock you out. But what happens when you don't? What happens when you don't knock the guy out? Then you're in trouble. Darren Till is another one of these one-dimensional guys. Just don't get hit with his left hook. It's literally all he throws. So I'm pretty sure Marvin Vittori is going to be on the lookout for it. The Italian dream isn't, isn't going to uh, floor Till like Jorge Masvidal did which is a great knockout if you haven't seen that one. Uh, what a great fight that was. This guy controls fights better than anybody in the UFC, and if you don't think that's true, ask Israel Adesanya. Vittori's got nine submissions in his 16 wins. He's very calm in his fights, unlikely to be caught off guard, which makes it, in my opinion, impossible for Till to knock him out. So uh, at least not before uh, Vittori chokes his ass out at some point. So. You know what I just realized is my sob backstory is Jace's Mexican. Yeah. Is Joe's Italian. <laughs> okay. okay. And it just occurred to me, Vittori. I, think, I do like anybody whose last name ends in a vowel. I'm not going to lie to you. There could be some uh there could be some eye bias in there. I might see it and just I see a lot of uh, a lot of vowels and I'm like no, hey, but this this <laughs> this specific Italian you've uh, you've sold me on. Like I'm a believer. The same way your brother told me about in a way, and I went back and uh did my research. This kid, this kid in a way, we were deal. both right. Yeah, yeah. Vittory is mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I I don't know. As of right now. I'm sure as the fight gets closer and closer, uh, I'll start thinking about it more. But right now, I I, I don't. This one's tough because Till is it at that like he's at that weird spot. You you don't know. There was a point in time where he was going to be the next great thing. He's going to be the next big star, but now he's at that little purgatory. And then Vittori, I mean. Yeah, we, we, we've seen good stuff from him, but also how far is that going to take you? How Somebody far is what going to take you? 
what? So we even... should wait till we're closer to the fight. Vitori pick a winner. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. It, the thing, Joe. Well, yeah, what are we waiting listen, for? Listen, uh, what do you think going to happen between now and April? That's going to affect Vitori. <laughs> I'm just curious because I'd like to put it to rest today if we could. No, I mean, there's nothing like I, I just need to put more thought into this fight before. That's what I'm saying. Let me ask you a question. Case. Have you okay. have you watched Victoria and Adesanya? It's a three. Yes, yes. The, 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 I, I brought that up too. No, yes, I saw it. But also, that was Adesanya's first UFC fight. A lot has happened since then, dude. 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 Does. What what difference does it make what fight it was? They fought head to head. Vittori dominated them like no one's ever done before, oh. after or since. Okay, Joe. But then then why didn't you and I pick McGregor last week? Because McGregor has that because, win over Poirier. There's because, stuff that happens in between that makes me think. Okay, I I, I don't necessarily know. I mean, Hermanson's well, a great win. Let me give well, you another who the hell's one. Manson? Well, he was the number two contender at the time. And so not only did he beat the number two contender, he also gave the champion the best fight of his life. And again, anybody that watched it who doesn't think Adesanya, let's talk about it. I'd love to. Uh, I mean, it, uh, Vittori definitely won that fight. Yeah, uh, and, and Adesanya that. got a gift that night and lucky him. So again, what has Vittori done? Dispatched of anybody who's anybody who's gotten put in front of him. And he's already he's already shown he could beat Adesanya. <laughs> so and and again, I like Darren Till. I think it's in, Darren Till looks like if you created a human on a computer. It's a weird, like I'm a human <laughs> face. It's a weird thing, but dude, I mean, he the was great. Would make weight though. The computer would, would make weight. weight. It sure would. You hear me, Darren Till? Dude, he's, I mean, he's lost three out of four. And to be honest, again, like I said, I don't think he beat Gastelum. I thought Gastelum won that fight. I think to me, he should be all of his last four. And if that were the case, you'd be like, Till's got no chance. Yeah, you, you, you're not wrong. But I, I mean, never am. I don't know about that. Tony does bring up, yes, <laughs> had a great kickboxing career. Before that, before that fight, before the he came to the UFC, but the, also like Vittori was the first person he fought, and that's his first real introduction to wrestling. Vittori gave everybody in the UFC no, yes. the blueprint on how to beat Israel Adesanya. And Are we every clown how good Vittori is or this fight? Because this fight isn't going to be close. I don't know. You're right. Is anybody taking Darren you know, Till? I'm with Phil. There's no thrill with Till. I'm I'm with it. It's not it's not in there. He's gonna get beat up. Yeah. There it is. I I I, I don't know. I, I like I I like Till right now. We'll, we'll figure it out. Ask me again Should on we, April 10th. Oh, okay. All right. But I, I'm sure things will change by then. But staying in the middleweight division a week after this fight night. Is another big middleweight fight. Robert Whitaker is going to take on Paulo Costa. Jared, what do you think of this matchup? Um, a long, boring draw. 
I don't like either one of these guys. <laughs> Costa, if you force me to pick, but uh, maybe go out and put a couple bucks on draw. <laughs> Picking my first draw, guys. <laughs> I almost want to agree with you, Jared, honestly. Uh, hey. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> if we both pick draw, you guys better look out on the betting lines. Do you remember last September 27th? For anybody who doesn't remember, uh, that's when Costa fought Israel Adesanya, and I joked that he only uses his black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu to hold up his pants. Remember that joke? Uh, Costa, that's that's a long time ago, right? Uh, I do like Costa. 13 and 1, 11 knockouts. Got first round KOs of Tio Esteves. Adam Milson, Borges knocked him out in 32 seconds. Bruno Assisi in a minute 17. Gareth McLennan in a minute 17 as well. Two knockouts in a minute 17. That's impressive. He knocked out Uriah Hall in the second round. Of course, the human highlight reel tends to take fights off. He had a third-round knockout of UL Romero, uh, which was pretty much as the soldier of God was falling off the UFC roster. Uh, then he got beat down by Israel Adesanya. Now, my point being is the competition gets better. He's getting more exposed. Costa's too one-dimensional, I think, to beat a guy oh like Connor. <laughs> Whitaker's going to use everything in his toolbox and then probably also use the toolbox itself. Whitaker went to war with Romero twice, and he won both of them. He's also beaten Darren Till, Derek Brunson. He also beat Uriah Hall. Uh, and like Costa, he Got knocked out by Adesanya, but it was a counter. There are a lot of relatively boring rounds in all those fights you just mentioned. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but but Adesanya got knocked out while he was lighting Israel Adesanya up. And uh, he got slipped straight up. Went out on his shield. Uh, Costa sticks his tongue out more than he throws his jab. And like Darren Till, he's a paw. He likes to paw. He just keeps pawing at your hand. Um, never, never really throws the big punch. The moments never seem to really come in his big fights. Now, um, after the Adesanya Costa fight, the announcer said too easy for Adesanya. No one has ever said that after a Whitaker fight ever. I got, I think this goes the distance. And I think Whitaker just by, just by the fact that he'll be doing things during the fight and not, have you guys watched Costa? I mean, it's yeah. a lot of. Yeah, that's what he does. I'm sorry, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be Robert Whitaker is gonna come at you and he's gonna fight and he's gonna wrestle and he's gonna scratch your eyes and poke you and maybe bite you if he gets a chance. He's a warrior. I don't know what Costa is. I mean, he I he's just... a little he's a little arrogant for a guy who really hasn't beaten anybody. No, I used to have a pug when I was younger, Rudy was his name and I taught this pug how to box. It started with just a high five, but he got so into it that it turned into one, two, one, two. And he'd actually like hit my hands. And then I'd say block and swing at him and he'd throw his paw up like this and block and then one, two and block, block, one, two, one, two. That's what this is gonna look like is just a lot of like somebody playing with a cat looking at each other, pawing. You will have sections of 30 to 45 seconds where nobody throws a strike. They're just on their feet looking at each other. I just don't like either one of these guys, and I think it sets up to be whoever the matchmaker is on this one. You need a push-the-pace guy. This is not – this is this. 
this has all the makings of a very boring fight. All right. The, the one thing, ah, this is another fight. Uh, right now, I'm, I like Whitaker a lot, but I'm sure I'll, I might talk myself into Paulo Costa later down the road. But I, the thing with Whitaker is he does get hit, and Paulo Costa has shown that he does have that knockout power. So, I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility. But Whitaker doesn't get knocked out other than by Adesanya. He's never been knocked out otherwise. Yeah, but so he why, was why knocked out multiple why times. Do you, why, do you think, why do you think the soft pause of Costa is going gonna, is gonna to do something? Again, it knockout power, knock <laughs> power against nobodies. Again, as the, as, the, as the competition's increased, he's performed worse in each of the fights to where he lost to Adesanya this is like his bounce back. I, I, I'm, I, I just don't see it. Sorry. What? I, Again, I, I dude, if this, if this guy was willing to get on the frigging ground no, and yeah. do something and stop, <laughs> did, I mean, that's all he does. Little, uh, he's a showboater, and it's like, who are you? What who are you know? even? <laughs> who are you even? Like Michael Jordan, put your tongue back in your mouth, moron, and start dabbing. <laughs> God, oh, uh, dude, I'm so uh, tired of these freaking guys. You spend your whole life learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu so you can get punched out by a kickboxer, moron. It's, Man, I've seen it cost a win. Uh, uh, all right, but uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, he spends his whole life learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Just getting knocked out by a kickboxer. And then Not to mention, even when he when goes out, his pants stay When he's on the ground, dude, he's, he's on the ground. He's, like, getting, like, smacked around. And you're like, you, dude, did you forget the Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Did you forget how, how to gonna do it? How is he going to hold his pants up if he's using the belt for that? <laughs> if he's out there actually doing the jujitsu and need the belt, he can't hold the pants up. I want to get him some or something, you know, just something. <laughs> a All piece right. of rope so we can use that. <laughs> All right. But let's move on to the final fight announcement. Uh, YouTuber turned boxer Jake Paul will face. Former MMA fighter Ben Askren in a boxing match. Jared, what do you think, brother? How entertained uh, are you by this? How much are you willing to spend on this pay per view? How many hundreds of dollars? <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, I mean. I'm 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 interested. I I bet I'm more interested than you guys. I think that the that when we start to look at this as a form of entertainment, listen, listen, if Canelo Alvarez had mandatory opponents and there was only one belt, let's picture like tournament style somehow the guys work their way up and down some sort of numbering system. I don't know, we could call them rankings and then you would have to fight somebody within a certain distance of you so that fights like canelo's fight didn't happen just imagine if that's how professional boxing was set up 
And then you had amateur boxing all the way up to Olympic. And then you had this entertainment style bullshit that has somehow infected combat sports as something separate like it should be. So I'm sold on the entertainment part of this and the the all of the uh, benefits that come with it. Um, but make it the sideshow it is. Make the fighters fight and make this the sideshow. This is a boxing match, and so is Canelo Alvarez next fight. They're both like jokes in the grand scheme of who's the best boxer in the world. They should both be scoffed at. It's, we're not going to find anything out about that here. Ben Askren is not even a good boxing MMA. No. He's not even a good boxer for what he does. Yeah. Hey, you need an electrician? I've got an average carpenter. You think you can outdo him? You know, well, here's an apprentice electrician trying to outdo an average carpenter at electrical stuff. So I'm telling you, I think who I think's going to win, the guy that's been doing it. And uh, yeah, you're asking the wrong person about this. <laughs> you know what my question is, is why don't they do these fights with MMA rules? I would much prefer that. I mean, think about if Nate Robinson could have kicked Jake Paul, how much of a difference that might have made in Nate's... Uh, Just Nate's jump on, over him and land on the yeah. other side? Yeah. Nate's still unconscious from what I understand, so that would have done oh. him some, a world of good if he could have used anything other than his hands. Uh, Got McGregor in matching hospital beds with their roommates and stuff? Yeah, dude, not for nothing, but think about Nate Robinson's career. Right. As a basketball player, where are his hands? Always at his hip as he was dribbling the ball. His hands were always in his waist. That's a guy I love to box. A guy whose whole life has been this. <laughs> yeah, I'll box you. Okay. Yeah. What what chance did he stand? Um, I'm hoping uh that Askren will boom boom Mancini this guy, but I I, I mean, as Jared mentioned, Askren's not exactly known <laughs> for his boxing skills. He's a wrestler. Why would you want to box a guy? Not for nothing. I mean, you, you said it, Jared. He's doing it. So technically, and I say this with all the reluctance in the world, Jake Paul's uh, boxer. I did it. There you go. There you go. There you go. Now, Jake and Paul's hey, here it is again. Isn't, this is stupid. This is where the money is. He's going where the money is. He's getting the most famous person that's also a fighter, that's also a winnable fight for him. This is marketing. This is matchmaking genius. He's doing what he has to do to keep winning fights and keep getting paid. It's a, it's a money grab, and they're both doing it. It makes sense. Let's just you, put it somewhere else. You know what I would be all right with, Jared? Tell you the truth. Jake Paul... And Roy Jones Jr. Okay. If he can hang with Roy Jones Jr., then I'll take this guy seriously. If Roy Jones, and I'm pretty sure Roy Jones Jr. would beat the crap out of this guy inside of a minute. Oh, yeah. If he could survive against an actual boxer, somebody I've heard of, somebody I know actually boxes, 
Why is Even that in his did. best interest? Do you do that if you're Jake Paul? You fight Roy Jones? Or do you beat up Ben Askren and have do your you fans want, keep thinking you you're want, the greatest Do you in the want world? people like me? Do you want people like me to take you serious or no? Because if you do, fight a boxer. I don't if give you don't, a don't, damn. If I'm Jake Paul, I don't care so if you what, take me seriously. Do you think Jake Paul's just doing all this for money? Yeah. I don't. No. I, don't. I think this dude's got a ton of money already. It's not even about that. I think Jake Paul in his heart of hearts believes he's a really good fighter. And he, because he's not a boxer per se, he doesn't even understand. I'll beat anybody. Well, that doesn't, I mean, great. I mean, I could probably beat up about 90% of the population on earth. That doesn't make See, me no, a great fighter. That happened to Rousey where people started protecting her in the gym and she had a huge name and nobody wanted her to take any punches. And then when she got in actual fights, she didn't even realize that she wasn't this superstar that she had built herself up to be in her head. Um, I don't know if I buy that about Jake Paul. I could see it. Yeah, maybe. Interesting take. But uh, I think this it's about attention. It's about doing the thing that, you know, at some point these Paul brothers realized, hey, we're doing entertaining stuff. We're doing entertaining stuff. Hey, you know what would be really entertaining? You know what gets the most views is every time something pops off. <laughs> I still can't stand those Paul brothers at the bank with the teller. I'm going to have to ask my manager. Hang on a second. <laughs> uh, wait, listen. What if I fight an MMA guy who doesn't know how to box? Can I get the money? Uh, well, okay. How do I get you alone? Here, here's my thought, honestly, and why I say what I say. I think Jake Paul wants to be a boxer. He wants to be a boxer. He, I think but if he that's wants. True, is he Ben wants Askren to, the next step, dude? Ben Askren, you really think you can fight? Let me ask you something. Do you think Jake Paul knows anything about Ben Askren other than that he's in MMA? Yes, there you go. Let's go always crazy out. I love it. Uh, I think Jake Paul really does think he can be like a boxer and someday he can fight Teofimo Lopez and and the, uh, you know, Bud Crawford. I, I think in his mind, he thinks he's got the skill. And you're starting with Ben Askren? Sure. Ben Askren's now the biggest name. He'll How old is he? 14? Yes. How much time does he have to draw to climb that to, to lope from from Askren to Lopez? You Listen, better start he, a little higher than that. I don't think he buys that. I think it's an entertainment thing. At some point, he had, these guys realized fighting was the most entertaining thing they could do. He had Manny Pacquiao considering a fight with him, considering taking the fight. And like I said, Pacquiao was like, yeah, no, no thanks. Because uh, for Pacquiao, it's not about money. Pacquiao doesn't need money to go beat Jake Paul's ass. At the end of the day, I mean, when when does this end for Jake Paul, right? This is going to end when an actual boxer beats the living daylights out of him. Yep. And then, and then maybe Congress the will step in and they'll have to impose laws to, so that civilians don't get destroyed. I think this hurts what you're doing, Jared, wow. as opposed to helping it. Because where you're doing this in a smart way, where you've got boxing literally involved in what you're doing, this idiot's just 
Again, I want to know who's got $50 million for Connor and Jake Paul to fight. I'd love to know who that person is. I haven't seen Whoa. a single person like, that was me. I've got $50 million. I want to see the fight. I haven't heard one person other than Jake Paul even suggest that there's actually money for that fight. This well, is in Jake addressing Paul. Jake Paul looking for attention because he thinks he can slowly earn his way into an actual box sanctioned boxing match. Who Which was is scary. the kid on the internet that was going around just handing people gloves and punching them in the face and claimed to be a hundred and oh yeah, and I know who you're talking Paul about. Mayweather's dad and yeah. And uh, Deontay Wilder ran in there using the N word and and uh, just get going people and going people into fights. Uh, that's what you just reminded me of. But I think that's part of the brilliance of Scrub Scraps and the levels that we've created is that it that it it there it is. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Charlie Z. Charlie Z. Um, yeah, who eventually got in the ring with real boxers and got beat up a few times. Um, the part of I think part of the genius of the levels that we've built is that uh, you you put these on you put the you separate these guys. You're able to train. I talk about intramural matches now. When you have this entertainment based fight. If I'm the trainer of both of these guys, and either one of these guys will beat me up, but I still take the fight. Um, if 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 I'm training both guys, though, I can tell, even from from uh, maybe a a, a less uh, elite trainer position, what these guys are capable of, and if one of them's really gonna injure the other. So you get elite level trainers in there with these guys and you you watch them spar, you train with them a little bit, you're all in the same gym for a month. They don't fight each other, of course, but they're with all the same partners so you get to see a little bit of a mix and then after two, three weeks, a month, with anybody from, from Jake Paul and Ben Askren level to the scrub scrap participants that I work with, um, you're able to kind of tell, and and if you're the matchmaker, if that try, if the person working with them, now you have a vested interest in both fighters, right? Yeah. So you're doing the matchmaking. It takes that danger out of it. I agree with you, Joe. If this goes too far, if we get to the Charlie Z in the ring with that real boxer moment, this is Dave. Nate Robinson. I think was an example of those levels being kind of convoluted because of the, of the entertainment value of the sport. That's dangerous. That's wildly dangerous. So I agree with that. Yeah. Right now, Jake Paul is Icarus and he's flying and eventually he's going to get too close to the sun and end up getting burned. <laughs> that was the smartest thing I've ever heard you say ever. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Who knew Greek mythology was in this guy's wheelhouse? I didn't. That's great. Hey, let's go. All right. All right. But uh, moving on from Jake Paul, because I'm sick and tired. We, we spent too much time on that fool. <laughs> uh, who you got this week? Who is an underrated, not well-known fighter that can make a splash this year and become the 2021 breakout star of the year? Um, boxing, MMA, Joe, did we talk about your guy earlier? 
Um, so we did. Um, but I, I actually, I know you said to only pick one, but I actually picked two, and I'll tell you why I did. Because uh, I, I say uh, Oliveira, I think could be one of the guys uh, that fits the bill here. Uh, eight Charles Oliveira. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Your Jace, you got to put this on the compilation for me. That whatever he puts, whatever he says in this next part, <laughs> put, it on, on. put it on. the compilation with that. Hold on, guys. Allow me to explain. Okay, explain. This guy's beaten Tony Ferguson, Kevin Lee, Jim Miller, and Clay Guida. He's as underrated as can be. He's he's well known. I'll say that, but he's lightly regarded. So maybe he doesn't fit the. Uh, not well-known category, which is obviously why I'm going to take, go ahead, chalk it up, Jared did uh, two, Marvin Vittori, who's underrated, <laughs> disrespectful, not well-known. You guys didn't even know he, he fought out of Sonya until I told you it happened, right? That, Nobody even I, knew I, that. I, Nobody I, even I, knew I, that. I, and slow oh, down, hold on. I understand because look, right early in his career, no, nobody pays attention when you're looking at a guy's fight list. You're not looking at the the, the four, first five or six names. Nobody ever fights anybody, so I can understand that. I think the way he beat Hermanson, who you earlier seemed to dismiss, despite his number two contender status, he proved that the Adesanya fight wasn't a fluke. Uh, he's going to beat Darren Till in April, which I think sets him up for either an interim shot at Robert Whitaker or the rematch he very well deserves against Israel Adesanya. So that's my underrated guy of the year. All right. All right. I would like to point out. I, I hope I didn't take yours. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Jared, who have who's to your stop backstory, Joe? <laughs> Uh, um, Virgil Ortiz Jr., 16 and 0, 16 knockouts, 22 years old. He's a welterweight. Uh, last few fights are Roberto Ortiz, Mauricio Herrera, Antonio Orozco, Brad Solomon, and Sammy Vargas. Uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr., this kid can scrap. Keep an eye out. 22-year-old kid, but, man, he's on the rise for sure. Virgil Ortiz Jr. That sounds impressive. I like that. All right. All right. For mine, I drafted That's her. Good. You're not wrong. I drafted <laughs> her during our, our draft a couple weeks ago for the Fighter of the Year in 2021. I'm picking Tatiana Suarez. She, That's I mean – She's a beast. Former Olympian had to step away because she got cancer. Finally, cancer free. She's she's dealt with weight issues in the past. Hopefully, she can figure that out. She's had injury issues. If she can stay healthy and if she can get fights in 2021, she will be not just a breakout fighter of 2021. She will be the fighter of the year. She'll be the best female fighter. In all of MMA in 2021, if she can stay healthy and if she can get fired. I'm a huge fan. I've seen a lot of her fights. I am not. I do not think this is as far-fetched as a lot of Jace's. His fighter of the year. I mean, we I, – I, I, no. Um, this one, though. This one, yeah. Gable Stevenson I'm not on board with. This one I could see. A lot She's of ifs. 
<laughs> she's got if. a lot of those uh those she's got the skill set to do what he's saying she could do. I believe it. There's a lot of people who have the skill set to do what Jace <laughs> just said. And we don't talk about most of them on this show because they don't win. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to be the key to all your what ifs. If she's no, healthy, she this and that, no. this, that, that, let's see what happens. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> cancer, weight problems. Um, I, I don't know, dude. That's a lot of ifs. That's, um, I'll give you that underrated and not well known. Congratulations on that. You definitely, uh, Check, Hit the check nail. On that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll give you that. You definitely it's a Mexican. So the trifecta is in effect. It's good for you. <laughs> she she has the skill set to dominate the women's division. And uh is that a sombrero uh, trick? Instead of it like it's <laughs> the three. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. But uh yeah, so I, I like those picks. They're all very solid. But now let's get in to the fights that are coming up tonight. As we got the Caleb versus Caleb battle. As IBF super middleweight champion Caleb Plant takes on Caleb Truax. Jared, I mean, Caleb is going to win. But which Caleb is going to win? Oh, yeah. Put all your money on Caleb at the ranch. Um, and it's plant. It's plant all day. This isn't a, this isn't a great matchup. You're talking about one of the guys at the very top of the division who I, I mean, I love the guy. This is sick. I love this fighter, Caleb plant, but he's got to take some responsibility. If I'm going to hit everybody over the head, that's at the top of the game for not fighting the other guys at the top of the game. This definitely holds true. Uh, Truax is <laughs> holds Truax. Um, He's he's 38 in on um, box rec, you know. So this isn't like another top 10 guy where you're cleaning out that box. Yeah, we need to bracket these off, and you got to fight somebody inside this pool, you know, because he's just outside of that pool, if you ask me. Uh yeah. Look, Caleb Plant is 20 and 0, 12 knockouts. He fights nobodies. He's arrogant in the ring. He's disrespectful, and obviously he trains at Mayweather Boxing Club. 28 years old, he's 6'1", 74-inch reach. He was an alternate at the 2012 Olympics, a 2011 Golden Gloves champ. Gotta say, he's fast, he's accurate, great at picking his shots. He uses his superior footwork and the jab to control the distance, but... Got stamina issues. He likes to lean into his opponents, fight in the phone booth. Um, don't love that. The uh, even lesser-known Caleb Truax is 37, a plotting fighter. He's a stepping stone in this division, has been for a while. He was the interim IBF super middleweight champion after a victory over James DeGale. And in his first defense, he lost it right back to DeGale. Yeah, <laughs> been knocked out by Danny Jacobs, Anthony Durrell, and Jermaine Durrell, Taylor. Yeah. And get this, Truex has arthritis in his elbow and in his Achilles tendon, which is why he's a 20-to-1 underdog. This should be an easy win for, no joke, Sweet Hands Plant. That's his nickname, Sweet Hands. That's stupid. 
Uh, it's better than soft up. paws. It's better than soft paws. <laughs> I don't know whatever, I'm old. Green hands. Watch this. <laughs> Paula, soft paws. I think, I think this win uh, sets him up to get beat up by Canelo Alvarez in Canelo's quest to unify, unify the lightly regarded super middleweight division that's loaded with Caleb's, Caleb's, and Canelo's. I like that. Um, how, long, how long were you working on that? <laughs> about 20 minutes. 20 minutes. I got to the end as I was writing it, and I looked at Tony, uh, who, who we do all our research together, and I go, how about this for the end? In a division full of Caleb's, Caleb's, and Canelo's. He nodded. He, he, he approvingly nodded. <laughs> Well done, guys. Uh, well done. Worth yeah. every minute. This, uh, I don't really see this as being a fight. I mean, I don't think Plant is that good, but Plant is a lot better than Truax. The only, I think I guess I'd say, takeaway from this fight is going to be that there's nothing else to really watch this weekend, so hopefully people tune in. <laughs> There's no football on, so hopefully people will know this Caleb Plant guy, and maybe the Canelo fight will be a huge fight of 2020, 2021. But uh, yeah, uh, I just don't see it happening. Uh, I don't, I don't see Truax getting the win. This needs to set up for. Something and plant needs a, a real fight, a real actual good opponent. <laughs> uh, I mean, everyone in boxing needs that. That's what boxing needs. Is so everyone just needs that one good opponent. And uh, boxing just isn't really given to us right now, which is disappointing. But uh, that, that that's all the fights. Not even UFC this weekend. They give us a good card and then just eh. But uh, all right. But we are going. That that's gonna do it for the preview for this week's fights, and we're gonna end the show like we always do. Jared, hit us with that flurry. I've always maintained that for people who've been through serious trauma, the boxing ring provides a sort of sanctuary. Life comes at us differently, and boxing feels more like the calm than the storm. So when a reporter asked Caleb Plant if he was nervous about his upcoming fight and he laughed and actually used the word sanctuary to describe the boxing ring, I figured if my theory holds true, there's likely some form of serious trauma in his past. Turns out I was right. We'll get right back to that. In 1996, my sister died of breast cancer and we all refused to believe it was really happening. We all thought there must be some magic we could do, some food we could give her or a prayer we could say that would make it all go away. We fought, we urged her to fight until it was time to stop fighting. It had become a one-sided affair and someone needed to have the sense, responsibility and compassion to throw in the towel. No one should ever have to make the choice my father had to make. Unfortunately, Caleb Plant was burdened with a similar choice. His daughter, Aaliyah, was born with a brain abnormality that caused her to have seizures, sometimes hundreds of them a day. The doctors kept telling him she wouldn't survive the night, but Caleb refused to believe it. Aaliyah proved them wrong several times. She was a fighter just like her dad. 
Aaliyah was 20 months and 23 days old, lying in an intensive care unit hospital bed in a medically induced coma when her father leaned in and whispered this to her. Aaliyah, are you tired? Do you not want to do this anymore? You've been through so much, you must be really tired. If you are, I'm not going to be disappointed in you. I'm not going to be mad at you or upset with you. I just want you to know if you don't want to go through this anymore, I support you. I love you and your dad's not going to be mad at you. <clears throat> when you've stared that level of trauma in the face, fighting isn't scary anymore. The punches feel different. Having something to hit and being hit back, things you can actually feel on the outside as opposed to the constant beatings you've been taking on the inside without ever feeling like you're able to fight back. Boxing makes the hurt real. Boxing makes the pain tangible. Boxing makes your body understand the suffering. And boxing makes the enemy something you can touch. Here's the rest of what Caleb Plant said to that reporter. I've been through everyone's worst nightmare and I've come out on the other side. A month after burying my daughter, I got put on Sports Center for a top 10 moment when I knocked somebody out. I've said this many times before, but I've taken many defeats in my life. I'm 20 and 0 right now, no losses, but don't get it twisted. I've taken many, many, many defeats throughout my entire life. And the important thing is I've always come out on the other side. I've never been defeated. I don't fold and surrender for anybody. That's just a fact. So I don't care who this guy's fought. I don't care where any of these guys have fought. I don't care where they come from. I don't fold, I don't break. When I fight these guys, I know I've been through things they haven't been through. I know I've been through things they couldn't go through. I buried my daughter one Thursday and I was in the gym the next Thursday. I was crying, I was tearing up. I couldn't make it through a drill with a straight face, but I was there. I've survived and I'm stronger than any of these guys could possibly be because of the dark places I've been. And that, I know, will sustain me and carry me. Thank you. The Cross and Wrestling Entertainment Podcast presented by Clovercrest Media is what you AEW fans have been looking for. Noah Cross and Tyler Bard give their take on every week's episode of Dynamite. If you are a massive AEW fan, then it is time to join us every Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Stay Crossum. Thank you very much for that flurry, Jared. Not, there aren't that many podcasts in general, let alone combat sports podcasts, where you can laugh, yell, and cry all within an hour. And that's what makes this this podcast great. But uh, thank you guys, Jared and Joe, for joining me. Thank you, everyone, listening, commenting, uh, watching along. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we will see you next week for more Throwing Jabs. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. 